No, feelings are your heart, right? Yeah, but intuition is your head. I thought intuition was also your heart. I don't know. Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from James, who requests that Ben and I take the, quote, which spirit animal are you quiz at http colon slash slash www.jerrysmithready.com slash quiz, and then determine if Lewis's spirit animal could beat Ben's spirit animal in a fight to the death. And we thought you listeners would appreciate if we took the quiz online or i guess on the on air yeah on air so that you could hear what we were saying uh and you know take the test yourself so we are about to do that all right i've got the site up here oh and listeners this is jerrysmithready.com and that's jerry spelled j-e-r-i yes i want to note one thing james uh, no offense to our requesters because i appreciate the request that we get but james Described this as the which spirit animal are you quiz, and I was very worried that that's what the quiz would actually be, because that's clearly the wrong way to do it. It, it should be what is your spirit animal, not which spirit animal are you. You're not the animal, you have the spirit animal. Well, in a way, you are them. No. So, at any rate, the quiz is actually labeled discover your spirit animal. It says, find out which spirit animal would bestow its magic on you. If it were real. Pick the best answers from the choices below. Then click Find My Animal to see your results. So the first question... How do you feel about crowds? And the answers are, love them, the more the merrier. Invigorating in small doses. I prefer small, tight-knit groups. I'd rather spend the day in the dentist chair. Alright, I'm going to go with, I prefer small, tight-knit groups. I'm going to put invigorating in small doses, because that's closest to where I... I'm sort of between invigorating in small doses and I prefer small, tight-knit groups. Definitely do not love crowds, the more the merrier, but I'm also, I think, a little bit more crowd-oriented than you are. Yeah. Okay. Question two. What's the best way to comfort a sick friend? And your options are, tell them a funny story. Laughter is the best medicine. Nurture them with chicken soup or an economy-sized bottle of aspirin. Just be there for them. Send a card, they might be contagious. Now, I'm torn on this between tell them a funny story, laughter is the best medicine, and just be there for them. Because the thing is, generally for me, just being there for somebody involves trying to make them laugh. I feel like you should probably pick the funny story option. But what if I do that as a means of just being there for them? Isn't that, if that's the underlying motive, isn't that the more important answer to give? No, I disagree. I think that you are more operated around trying to use humor as a way to, to lighten their load than just the mere act of being there for them. Well, that that's how you be there for someone. I don't know if telling jokes... Like, just be there for them doesn't mean, oh, just sit near them and don't do anything to help out. Right, but okay. Or, well, if it does mean that, then I definitely am not going to pick it. Well, you're going to have to make up your own mind about that. What's your answer here? I think I'm picking Nurture Them with Chicken Soup or an economy-sized bottle of aspirin, in that it's the one that's most proactive, but, like, I'm sort of torn between that one and just be there for them. I mean, I do. I try and make my friends laugh, but that's not just because they're sick. So, like, that's why that one's getting knocked out. Obviously, neither of us is send-a-card material. Yeah, neither of us care about contagion. Yeah. Alright, I'm putting funny story. I'm gonna put just be there for them. Okay, question three. How do you respond when insulted? Your options are fire back immediately. No. Stand up for yourself calmly but firmly. Back down, then plot revenge. 
shrug or laugh it off. Yeah, that's an easy one. Shrug or laugh it off. I think I'm either fire back immediately or stand up for yourself calmly but firmly. I don't know, Ben, how do I respond when I'm insulted? Uh, let's find out. Lewis, you're an idiot. <laughs> that wasn't very nice of you, Ben. Alright, that's most, like, stand up for yourself. Yeah, that's funny. I wasn't even trying to do that. That was just my response to you saying a mean thing, even in jest. Maybe I was also laughing it off. But anyway, I'm putting stand up for yourself calmly but firmly. Do others often seek your... Oh, sorry. No, you're supposed to read those. Question four. Do others often seek your advice? Answers. Yes on practical matters. Yes on emotional matters. Yes on spiritual matters. No, they underestimate me or they know not to bother me. This needs an all of the above thing somewhere in there. It does, but you just have to choose which one is the most. Uh, okay, so not spiritual matters. No, that neither for me. Also, I think practical matters is most common for me. Like, very domain-specific things. Okay, I feel like I get a lot of people asking me for advice on emotional and practical, but I'd have to say it weighs more towards emotional. I mean, it's so weird to think that emotional stuff isn't practical, but whatever. Let's not worry about that. Yeah, practical, emotional, spiritual is an odd way of dividing up all the types of advice. Yes, it is. All right, question five. Favorite hobbies? Your options are <laughs> outdoorsy stuff, hiking, fishing, or hunting. I'm assuming those are just supposed to be examples and not exhaustive. Probably. Uh, option two, arts and crafts. And that one is exhaustive. Option three, daydreaming, reading, or writing, as though writing is neither an art nor a craft. And option four, playing sports. Which of these is for you, Ben? Where does Scrabble fall? Yeah, do board games count as sports? The answer no. is no, yeah. Wait, it, I guess it depends. Uh, the ones I play probably don't. Well, no, I know they don't actually count as sports, but playing sports is the only option that even suggests a competitive nature. That's true. Well, arts and crafts can be competitive. I would have thought you'd gone with, like, hunting. Like, people do competitive hunting type stuff. Anyway. Or hiking. Yeah, I've, competitive hiking is a huge thing, I've heard. Okay. Hmm. This one's actually tricky. I, I could see going with arts and crafts, reading or writing, or even playing sports if I interpret that broadly enough to count gaming. You also, don't you go for outdoor walks every day? Yeah, but I mean, I don't think of myself as a very outdoorsy person. I'm going with daydreaming, reading, or writing. That, I think, is clearly the most me of those options. The majority of my hobbies involve writing or reading. I think I'm going to go with arts and crafts, just because... Because why not? I don't really like picking playing sports when the literal reading of that goes so against what my favorite hobbies are. <laughs> right, right. Even though maybe they, if they'd wanted that to be a little more general, it would have worked. Yeah. Question six. Do you have, or want, a mate for life? <laughs> wow, that, that's, this, that's hard this to know. This question's fantastic. <laughs> Because it's the first one that makes it super clear that obviously they're just going to directly map this onto features of the animals. Like, because animals don't do arts and crafts, they don't play sports, they don't daydream, read, or write. So, like, that one has to be, like, more metaphorical. But this one, this is fantastic. Animals don't actually mate for life, generally. That's... Some animals do. That's usually just a story people make up about them. I thought some animals were mono-whatever. Typically, when they're examined closely around the clock, they're actually sleeping around. That's true of humans as well. Actually, I don't know if it's typical of humans. Sorry, I just meant... Anyway. Your options for answering this are, Yes, true love is forever. I'm faithful to my mate, but if we broke up, I'd learn to love again. I play the field, but occasionally have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Second dates are for suckers. So that's interesting. I, I mean, this could just be a yes or no question. <laughs> I'm currently single, so 
I figured I would have an easy time answering it. No, but it's or want. Yeah, that's true. You read it out loud, man. I wasn't listening while I was reading. <laughs> I'm not doing two things at once. That's that's like a running gag on Mary Tyler Moore that Ted Baxter never knows what's in the news because he just read it out loud <laughs> and didn't didn't listen when he was talking. Sorry, so which which Well the first two don't really work. I'm gonna go with I play the field but occasionally have a boyfriend slash girlfriend. Cause I, I don't think second dates are for suckers. Okay, I'm gonna go with I'm faithful to my mate, but if we broke up, I'd learn to love again, because while I... I thought you were... Are you single? I am single. But... But it's, do you have or want a mate for life? Yeah, but you're answering, I'm faithful to my mate, if that doesn't refer... But I... I I take it that the idea behind the quiz is, how committed are you to, like, the one true love thing? And your options are... I mean, depends on who it is, right? What? Depends on who it is, you don't know. No, I... I'm saying the second option seems clearly to be the one for people who don't believe that there's only one person out there for them, but would, you know, is interested in settling down. At any rate, you can interpret the question however you want and get your own spirit animal. All right, I'm sticking with the one where I occasionally have a girlfriend. Okay. Seven. Favorite spectator sport? Your options are team sports like football, baseball, soccer, basketball, or hockey. Figure skating, gymnastics, or equestrian events, tennis or golf, politics. Politics is not a sport. Maybe it's like a joke. Yeah. Maybe they're working a little joke em up in there in the middle of the uh, quiz. So what are you choosing, Ben? I'm choosing team sports. Those are the ones I prefer watching. How often do you watch sports? Not very often, but I enjoy watching team sports more than I enjoy watching like tennis or gymnastics. Yeah, since I am about to enter year two of trying to be a hockey fan, hockey is the category I have to go with. This is the first answer where we put the same thing. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I like watching baseball. Ugh. I don't do it very often. But... You know how I describe baseball to people? How? I say it's an uncomfortable, expensive picnic. That's what I find baseball to be. See, what I like about watching it is that it's basically turn-based. <laughs> Fair enough. Some people dislike that about it, but I enjoy that structure it has. Yeah. Anyway. Question eight. At a party, which room do you gravitate to? Okay, your options are the kitchen, to see if I can help out, the porch, to get fresh air and chat quietly with a few folks, or chat up a hottie, family room, to watch the game or tell stories with the crowd. Which room is the food in? That's your last option, is the question, which room is the food in? That's the one I'm taking. You, you're going to whichever room has the food. Yeah, like, when I saw that the first one was the kitchen, I was thinking, oh, maybe there's food there. <laughs> I'm going to go with the porch, because... The porch is nice. I would hover between family room and porch, uh, like the, the crowd, but then also I like having more conversational. Okay, but what if there's another room where there's a table out with a lot of snacks on it? Uh, I'd still probably hang out on the porch, or in the family room. Okay, question nine. Favorite subject in school? Your options are English, art, phys ed, or math slash science. Alright, so clearly we're both choosing PE here. <laughs> with our ruckus defaulting to team sports <laughs> all right i'm going to pick math science okay which is multiple subjects now they don't have the subject that was so much my favorite i decided to dedicate my life to it here that being philosophy yeah philosophy doesn't show up on their list of four subjects that you can study maybe they're counting it as an art uh yeah <laughs> uh you could count as a science if you want. I'm going to count art, because I think when I think back to high school, when these were the sorts of classes I was taking, uh, I think I enjoyed art the most among those options. High school art would be my second choice of these. Okay. Question 10. 
How would you feel if your job required you to relocate? Your options are, bring it on! New experiences make life worth living. I'd move, but only if the new place were better. I'd move, but only if the new place were similar to my current home. They can take that job and shove it. I ain't going nowhere. Okay, the second and third ones are kind of interesting next to each other there. Yes. So whether you would want it to be better or whether you would not want to be any better or worse. <laughs> um, and so what would you... Okay, so first one, bring it on. New experiences make life worth living. That that sounds like a good answer, but the problem is the second one is like that and that you're willing to try out this new experience, but it's better. I, I agree. That... Like you're getting an improvement that way. If it's a new experience that ends up being worse, that doesn't seem like a good call. I'm going to go with, but only if the new place were better. No, but it's, okay, but Ben. Yeah. That's the comparison of the place. Yeah. So, like, suppose your job were better in the new location, but the location itself were worse. Oh, wait, I thought this was the same job, but you're having to relocate for it. Well, okay, but that, I mean, you get, my point, though, is. I, I mean, yeah, you could read it that way. My point, like, so the question is, like, would you quit your job and stay in D.C.? Or would you move to a city that had fewer free museums? I guess, or would you only move to a city that had more free museums? That would be hard. I assume that's your only criterion. It's the main one. London might have more free museums. I think, like, all museums in England are free, someone told me. Oh, because they're socialist, right? Sure. Like DC. I'm clicking bring it on, by the way, because I've faced this choice in the past, and turns out I am willing to move for a job. Alright, well, I'm picking the one where the new place is better. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's not how to describe It's not that, you, like, if you click that button, you only get offered jobs in better places. All right, question 11. Do you listen to your head or your heart? Your options are, head, it's closer to my ears. My head consults my heart before making an executive decision. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh at how uh, ridiculous I find these answers. My head consults my heart before making an executive decision. Feelings should inform intuition. The heart knows best. <laughs> Which of those are you picking? <laughs> the ex executive decision one? Um, I might pick feelings should inform intuition. In that you think that's a true statement? <laughs> no, in that if I just treat it as a continuum from like, I'm uber rational and don't care about emotions to emotions are the only thing that matter, I think I am more gut driven. Like, it's not that I'm like completely like, oh, who, who even cares about reasons? But well, maybe my head consults my heart. I don't know. It's a stupid set of options. Yeah, where's the one for your heart consulting your head? I think that's what feelings should inform intuition is, but I don't know. No, your feelings are your heart, right? Yeah, but intuition is your head. I thought intuition was also your heart. I don't know, because it's a made up. Okay, just you pick one. What are you picking? I'm picking head because it's closer to my ears. <laughs> I'm changing my answer to question 10 to bring it on new experiences make life worth living, by the way. Okay. Question 12. How gullible are you? I feel like this is a thing that people shouldn't be aware of. Like, it's weird. Like, if you know that you're gullible, it should undermine your gullibility. Anyway. I know people who are aware that they're gullible. You're supposed to read the question. Say the question. Well, you've had so I'll read the answers. Fair enough. I can spot a lie with my eyes closed. If somebody said that to me, I would think that they would imagine that I'm gullible. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on with that answer. I'm a skeptic, but I take most people's words at face value. Uh, I'm my friend's favorite practical <laughs> joke target. Or, I've bought the Brooklyn Bridge twice. Where are you going, Ben? Uh, I'm going with I can spot a lie with my eyes closed. 
You must think I'm gullible. I'm picking I'm a skeptic, but I take most people's words at face value. Uh, do you notice that in this question, word gullible is spelled with three L's? As it should be? Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting attempt to lie. Like, <laughs> I, anyway. Okay, question 13. How often would you visit family if distance weren't an issue? Your options are at least once a week, once a month, only on holidays, only at funerals. Hmm. Okay, so, like, distance wasn't an issue at all. Like, let's say you had teleporters. I'm assuming they just mean if you lived in the same city and stuff. There's still a distance. I'm assuming teleporters. Yeah, but it, it doesn't say if there were no distance between you. It says if distance, if distance weren't, weren't an... an issue. If they live in the same city, it's still an issue. Ben, if somebody... Do you think of it as an issue to get to Scrabble uh, weekly? It takes a little bit. Uh, but I'm not... That's, but would you describe it as an issue? It's a minor issue, but yes. Okay, all right. I'm putting at least once a week. I actually actively dislike the fact that I have to move from one place to another day to day. Okay. So you get teleportation. I'll just assume they're in the same city as me. Okay. What option are you choosing? I'm choosing at least once a week. Okay. Yeah, it'd be real hard pressed if you had actual teleportation powers to not see your family more than once a week. Yeah. Okay. Question 14. In most situations, are you a leader or a follower? Your options are, I always seem to end up in charge. That's such a weird, like, passive way to describe <laughs> being the leader. I don't know, it just happens. I'm always in charge. <laughs> I choose my leadership positions carefully. Mostly I follow. Follower, let someone else get us in and out of messes. Neither, I prefer to stay on the outside. Uh, so just denying this dichotomy. Yeah, false, <laughs> false dilemma, question 14. Well, I, I'm going with follower. I am much more often a follower than a leader. Okay. I feel like I wind up in charge a lot. And you just wind up in charge, so you should go with the first one. Right. It's not that I choose my leadership positions carefully. It's that I just seem to like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm captain, I guess. Okay. Now. The final question. Final question. Question 15. Favorite animal story? Your options are <laughs> Dr. Doolittle, Call of the Wild, The Black Stallion, or Babe. It couldn't be Charlotte's Web, it had to be Babe. Alright, whatever. I'm over it. What's wrong with Babe? I don't know. I'm picking Call of the Wild, though. I'm picking Dr. Doolittle. I... That does not surprise me at all, since you had a Dr. Doolots-themed superhero in our superhero episode. I remember liking those stories as a kid. He can talk to animals. It's a good superpower, and he gets that just by, like, studying real hard or something. Whoa, okay. So... So, click Find My Animal... Yeah. All right, I got a crow. I got a hawk. All right, we're both birds. What was your score? My crow score is 25. My hawk score is 26. Examples of hawks, in case you are not familiar with them. Galen, Thera, Zelus in the Aspect of Crow Trilogy, Maxine in The Wild's Call, not Call the Wild. All right, the crow characters in the Aspect of the Crow Trilogy are Rhea, Karana, and Damon. And John in The Wild's Call. Okay, so this person has read two books about birds. That's what I've learned here. Well, I think it says on the side that these categories are meant to correspond to characters and spirits in the aspect of Crow universe. But why is it also supposed to connect to The Wild's... Anyway. Maybe that's also in this universe. Got it. Okay, what are your superpowers? My superpowers as a crow are foreseeing death, communicating with the dead, and resurrection. Wow. So I've got a generally death-themed portfolio. My powers are to communicate with the divine, discern powers in others, and photographic memory. Huh. Which, as everyone knows, is a feature that hawks have? And that's, that's the only one of these that a person could plausibly have. 
<laughs> I can discern powers in other Ben. It's easy. Nobody has any powers. So you can tell that I can communicate with the dead and maybe resurrect them? No, because you don't actually have that power. I can tell that you have no powers. Hawks are the messengers of the spirits, adept with language. You might be a writer or a teacher. Hey, I am a teacher. Your ability to assess situations impartially means that people often seek your guidance before making decisions. A brilliant visionary, you sometimes forget the mundane details of life, like eating, sleeping, or paying bills. My best matches are owls, foxes, and spiders. Oh, you can get non-bird animals. Okay. <laughs> I like that you're surprised by that. <laughs> well, my top score outside of uh, was owl, and then, oh, there's wolf. Okay. I just saw a hawk and owl, and you said crows. So I was like, maybe it's all birds. Yeah, my second place one was fox. Oh, interesting. They have the power of night vision. I need to watch out for otters, bears, and horses. Do you have to watch out for hawks? Well, let's see. My best matches are foxes, wolves, swans. Watch out for wolverines, bears, hawks. Yeah. All right. I think this is going to be much less... Well, wait. We haven't heard the description of me as a crow. Sure. Read your crow description. As a crow, you are analytical, adaptable, and exceedingly clever. You like solving problems, sharing a hearty laugh with friends, and most of all, enjoying a good meal. Your inquisitive, philosophical nature what? leads you to constantly question authority and the status quo. No. Sometimes just for the sake of asking, why? Okay, in fairness, you do do that. Yeah, I think this fits. But there's no no excuse for you getting philosophical in your thing and me not getting it in mine. You should have picked something more crow-like in your answers. I did get owl in my, my runner-up. Hmm. Now, Ben, I think it's clear. The question was, for this episode, in case anybody is unclear... Determine if Lewis's spirit animal could beat Ben's spirit animal in a fight to the death. Well, I think a fight between a hawk and a crow, the hawk does probably win. Yes. And you have to watch out for the hawk. However... One of my powers is resurrection. I don't know if you can resurrect yourself, though. I'm assuming you resurrect others. Well, crows travel in packs. Uh, murders, I believe? That's the thing, right? A murder of crows? Yeah. What's the group of hawks? Hawks don't really form groups, do they? Aren't they just solitary territorial hunters? Oh, I'm looking. The reason there's a group word for crows is that you do get big groups of them. Ah, okay, a boil of hawks is two or more hawks spiraling in flight. I've never seen that. Or a cast of hawks, or a kettle of hawks is when you see hawks flying in large numbers. You're thinking of a kettle of fish. Or a lease of hawks, which is when they are renting instead of buying their nest. Whoa, do you know what the plural name is for hedgehog? No. An array of hedgehogs. Huh. I don't trust Wikipedia on this, by the way. Yeah, I don't either. I only trust this spirit animal site. <laughs> okay. So I guess it's a bit of a letdown, because I just got a predatory bird that kills other things, <laughs> and then Ben got a thing that could easily be killed by it. Yeah, if I had gotten a crow and you had gotten, like, a piece of carrion. <laughs> <laughs> if my spirit animal were, were like, a peanut. <laughs> oh, Okay, so in conclusion, Lewis's spirit animal would kill Ben's spirit animal. And listeners, I hope you are following along with our questions and picking your own answers. So what's your spirit animal? Let us know. Until next... Oh no, that's, that's a crow noise. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, make a hawk noise. Hawk! 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 Is that, is that the noise crow. that hawks make? <laughs> hawk! Hawk! hawk. That's, that's a crow saying hawk. Crow! Crow, crow, crow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So until next time, we're Ben and Lewis. 
We are terrifying birds. RequestCast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at requestcast.com.